Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Buckeyes back in the college football playoff. Uh, were you surprised that they kind of squeaked their way in? Well, you know, as last weekend unfolded, I think everybody had their eye on two games, which was USC versus Utah Friday night in the Pac-12 championship and then TCU against Kansas State because TCU, while they were undefeated, was still <clears throat> not regarded up there with Georgia and Michigan maybe as, you know, a top two. But, uh, you know, had, had one of those results gone uh, awry, then you thought, well, Ohio State sitting at number five could be in position to, to get into the playoff. Well, on Friday night, uh, Utah blew out USC, and it, uh, it worked out uh, pretty perfectly. So, you know, as it, as it, uh, I think you, you knew the way that uh, USC lost the game uh, in, in double-digit fashion that they were going to fall out of the top four. That was their second loss. And as it turned out, I mean, TCU lost as well, but they lost in overtime. And so uh, there were four teams with either no losses or one loss, and everybody else in the country had at least two losses. So the line was pretty clearly drawn there. I think, and uh, Ohio State got in instead of USC and Alabama and Tennessee and all these other two lost teams had to kind of sit by the wayside. Uh, let me ask you this question. Um, you know, there's been a lot of chatter, and I don't know if it has reached you. After the loss to Michigan, there was a lot of stuff going around about the job security uh, of Ryan Day. Uh, you know, You know, have you heard some of that? And what is the temperature on Ryan Day after losing twice to Michigan? I mean, is it that is it that level of of, of egregiousness right there that he loses twice and his job is on the line? No, I don't think so. I mean, this is a guy that they just gave a, a new contract to. He's there through uh, 2027, I think, making close to 10 million dollars a year. So to get rid of him, they probably have to pay him. 30, 40, 50 million dollars to buy him out. So, I mean, this is a school that just lost 60 million dollars in the COVID year. So, with their athletic department at least. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see that there's any movement to, uh, to, you know, fire the coach because of this. He's 31 and two against Big Ten teams. The problem is the two losses are to Michigan. So, uh, those really stick out like a sore thumb when you you don't win the Big Ten. Uh, they do have a chance at redemption here, though. As everybody knows, they've got a chance, uh, you know, now in this playoff to, uh, to uh, you know, get back, uh, you know, possibly beat Georgia in the semifinal game and then 
take their chances with whoever wins the Michigan TCU game and maybe try and win the national championship. And I think if that were to happen, you know, everybody I think would shut up, you know, know, even if they, even if they just win the semifinal, I mean, I I don't know what more you want to get to uh, this is their third playoff berth in his four years. And, uh, you know, it went to a championship game once with uh, the Alabama loss a couple of years ago. So, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, coming out of the game, I, I was meeting with a couple of friends last night and I had two different conversations and they both went the same way. It was like, what do you think their chances of winning this game are? And I said, well, can you tell me they're going to correct the 15 or 20 things that went wrong when they played the University of Michigan? Because, it was a laundry list of things that they didn't do that aren't acceptable when you're playing a top five team. You you just can't win when you do all these things. So, uh, you know, I think if that's the biggest thing, they got to have a great month of preparation. So, no, I don't think he's on any kind of a hot seat. His contract, you know, pretty much ironclad. He's, they, they gave him this deal because they believed in him as their head coach. They're 11 and one there in the playoff. And, uh, you know, it's not all the goals that they set out to get, but, you know, I think it's enough to keep the Wolves at bay at least for another few weeks. Uh, you know, looking at this game, man, you said it rightfully, they got a lot lot to get to before they even think about Michigan. Um, the University of Georgia comes in defending national champions. Um, on that matchup, what does it look like on paper to you? Um, and what, what, what presents, what, what do you think is going to give uh, Ohio State some trouble uh, in this this particular matchup? Yeah, Georgia's just been uh, on a rampage here. When you look at it, uh, they've won 15 games in a row, and that streak started with last year's playoff. They lost the SEC championship game last year to Alabama. Then they blew out Michigan in uh, one semifinal game, and then they, they won by 17, I believe, against Alabama, the team that had beaten them in the SEC championship game. So, they avenged that loss. They opened this season with Oregon, blew them out. I think 49 to three Oregon's a top 15 team as it turned out for the year. Uh, then you go on down through, uh, they had a one versus two matchup with Tennessee. They took care of them by 13 points, I think. And then they just beat LSU 50 to 30 in the sec championship game. I mean, the good is that their offense is very efficient. Uh, typically their defense defensive front is very good as well. They've got a guy up front, Jalen Carter, who's one of the best defensive linemen in the country. The bad is that they gave up 30 points and 500 yards passing to LSU and LSU played half the game with its backup quarterback, Neusmeyer in the game in that SEC championship. Now I know that they trailed by double digits quite a bit, so they had to throw the ball maybe a little bit more than they ordinarily would, but Georgia couldn't stop it. So to me, <clears throat> Ohio State's got to be able to protect Stroud, get the receivers open, have a good plan, and uh, let Stroud try and create. And I uh, would, you know, obviously the, the, the whole object of the game is to score more points than the opponent, but this is one of those games where it could be a shootout where you have to go out and, you know, outscore the opponent. You know, that type game, you know, a 40-30 game or a 45-35 or whatever. So, uh, they set the over-under at like 61 on a fast track in Atlanta, and I'm like, I don't think that's nearly enough. But, you know, I guess we'll, we'll see. Ohio State, a full touchdown underdog as well. And, uh, you know, to my way of thinking, as I said, Garrett, they've got to correct so many things. Uh, I mean, they were having false starts in their own stadium. They headbutted a guy for a personal foul, uh, untimely holding penalties, 
fouling receivers when you you lose track of them and uh, betray your uh, your uh, fundamentals. Don't look back and, and grab a receiver in the end zone. Basically, give them a touchdown. You know, uh, I don't know. They they got to correct a lot of stuff uh, in a short amount of time, and uh, you know that's that's going to be their challenge this month. Uh, talking to Steve Hellwagon of Twenty Four Seven Sports uh, on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, uh, talking about Ohio State Buckeyes in college football playoff. Um, looking at it, uh, you look at it as a as a whole overall. Um, who do you think is you know really the favorite in this thing? I think Michigan is going up against TCU, um, and I I think Michigan um, should be the favorite in that. I think TCU is a and you know they're they're a good team. I think they're a little scrappy, but I think I would pick uh, you know Michigan to come out of that. Who do you have uh, on paper is you know the favorite to come out uh, of this thing, so to speak? Boy, that's a crazy question. You know, Michigan will not have Blake Corum, and he was such a big part of their offense. So if they do beat TCU, they're going in to play uh, Georgia or Ohio State without Blake Corum. And that, that obviously they went on without him against uh, Ohio State and Donovan Edwards rushed for 200 yards. But all of that was in two plays. I mean, a 75-yard touchdown and an 85-yard touchdown late in the game, that was – 160 of his 210 yards or whatever the exact total was. So over the balance of the game, Ohio State had bottled up their run game pretty well. But uh, toward the end of the game, you know, when uh, I I don't even know how to qualify this. I don't want to say Ohio State quit or that they laid down, but I think that, uh, you know, there there were some lapses there in the fourth quarter that uh, maybe they saw the whole season kind of going by the wayside and just just couldn't play it out all the way. I don't know how to put it, but uh, I don't want to accuse him of quitting. But uh, boy, it wasn't wasn't was not a good good way to finish the game. Obviously, so uh, man, you you're asking me a tough question because I with Corum, I think Michigan would have a chance to win it all. Uh, without him, you know, I think it swings back to Georgia. If Georgia beats Ohio State, I think they're probably the favorite over Michigan, a slight favorite, maybe four or five six points. Uh, you know, they, they say if Ohio State wins and Michigan wins, Ohio State in actuality would be a favorite, like three points over Michigan. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with how well Ohio State played the first 11 games. It doesn't take into account how, you know, how badly that fourth quarter and that second half went against Michigan. They were outscored 28 to three, you know, in the second half by Michigan, who, who had the stamina who had the ability to play a full 60-minute game. Ohio State didn't didn't do that. So uh, that's going to be the test for Ohio State. They're going into a hornet's nest down there in Atlanta. I mean, it's going to be 65,000, 70,000 people, and I would say 40,000 of them are going to be Georgia fans. With it, you know, Those people don't have to stay at a hotel. They don't have to pay to travel. They're going to drive their pickup trucks right downtown Atlanta and get out and tailgate and go to the game, you know, where, where they've already played two games already this season. They beat Oregon there and they beat LSU there. So uh, they know the directions and how to get there. And, uh, you know, tickets aren't going to be a problem for them. So uh, they're going into a tough, tough spot. I'd say it's Georgia's, Georgia's to lose at this point. But, you know, if Ohio State puts it back together and gets back to playing the way they were at midseason just a few weeks ago, then, then maybe uh, maybe they got a shot. Steve, I appreciate you uh, coming on with us today. We'll talk to you very soon, and hopefully we'll be pre- uh, previewing a national championship game here in a second. So I pre- appreciate you. Thanks for coming on with me on a Saturday.
No problem. Take care. Have good holidays. All right, you too. That's Steve Helgwagon of 24-7 Sports. Uh, we'll come back and do rapid fire. Larry and Keith, you'll be first up if you want to get into We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.